Hey friends, Rich here from the Unseminary Podcast. We've got a great episode lined up today that we think really will help your church. But before we get there, I want to invite you to connect with our friends over at 5-2. And here is the reason why. I know and you know it is hard to grow your church, especially as we're coming out of this pandemic into a changing culture. But listen, we desperately want your church to, learn, to, to grow, to make an impact, to make a difference. There's two resources I want to make you aware of. First of all, our friends at 5-2, just go to F-I-V-E-T-W-O.com forward slash leaders. Our friends over at 5-2, they have put together a step-by-step proven process to get the right leaders on board this year. And they've got a, that at that website, 5-2.com forward slash leaders, you can pick up a free PDF that will help you learn more about that. But also... Uh, I am super excited about an online event that we're running with 5.2 on January 27th. That's coming up soon. Check your inbox. It's called Grow Your Church in 2022. That's the year we're in by mobilizing your leaders. Again, check your inbox, register. I want you there. We're going to dive deep and and on five different ministries and how they've used the 5.2 process to find and mobilize new leaders in this climate. That's what 5.2 is all about, mobilizing leaders to help your church grow. All right, let's jump into today's episode. I think you're going to find this helpful. It's going to find it inspiring. You're going to find it with some practical applications that you could put into play right away. So let's join uh, today's interview on the Unseminary Podcast. Thanks for being here, friends. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Wow, so glad you decided to tune in today. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader from a church that will both inspire and equip you. And today is no exception. Super excited to have Ken McNulty with us. Uh, he's a fantastic leader, executive pastor at a church called Arise Church. This is one of the fastest growing churches in uh, the country. Currently, the lead pastor is a guy named Brent Simpson. Uh, they have, th- if I'm counting right, three uh, campuses in Florida, uh, including one on a Native American, uh, one Native American or an Indian congregation, uh, yeah. and also translations into Portuguese and Spanish and Malay. Is that the other language? I think I, I didn't make Malayalam. Right Malayalam. I knew I didn't yeah. write that down right. Uh, <laughs> Ken, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thank you, Rich. Uh, honestly, it's kind of a bucket list item for me. I've been listening to you guys since I started my journey as executive pastor, and and come man, on. you've helped me so much. So it's, oh, it's been, come on, that's it's so awesome. sweet of you to say. That's so sweet of you to say. I'm I'm excited. We were joking ahead of time. Uh, I think I, so. We I'm letting you behind the curtain a little bit. We do a little prep before <laughs> the show, and Ken prepped enough for three conversations, which is fantastic because I'm hoping to have him back on. Uh, so Ken, I, I kind of gave, I, I butchered a bit of an introduction about Arise. Fill out the flavor. Tell us a bit about the church. Give us a sense of your role. Talk talk through, give us a kind of, fill in the the the, the, the map a little bit for people's brains. Yeah, no worries. Um, so Arise was started in 1959 uh, in Brandon. Uh, in fact, right around the corner from where our current location is, uh, just start as a little A-frame church. And mm-hmm. uh, in about 11 years ago, Pastor Brent Simpson came and we were about 70 people at that time. Mm-hmm. 
And man, he just he just saw the church just uh, begin to explode and grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, They immediately went to two services, soon were in three Mm -hmm. services and began looking for another location because they were in a sanctuary that seated about 150 people. Wow. And so um, found a location just literally right behind the property and uh, began building in 2017, 2016, 2017. Uh, I joined the staff in 2018. I had the the blessing, luxury, and fun of jumping in right after they moved into the new building. And oh, so uh, we moved into the- All the fun the part new- about the building, not the hard part. <laughs> right, right. I didn't I didn't have the stress and tension of building uh, like they did, but but I got to see the just the just the immense growth. So uh, when we moved into that building, we were, and I'm just going to toss numbers because it helps mm-hmm. understanding. We were about yeah. 550 people and man, yep. uh, in by 2019, by the end of 2019, we're sitting at 1100. And so just had wow. some dramatic so growth. growth of people giving their life to Jesus. We've seen God do just some crazy, crazy, awesome mm-hmm. things, just awesome mm-hmm. stories of God changing people's lives. And that's, wow. Uh, I get to serve as the executive pastor. And so what does that mean? Well, I have our Indian campus pastor. He jokes that I'm the executive executor pastor. So I execute people and things. No, not, <laughs> not people. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. stuff done, take care of the finances, mm-hmm. take care of the facility and, and help manage the staff. So love it. Why don't we uh, parallel this, the staff team growth? Cause you would have seen some interesting growth over the time yeah. you've been there. Cause if you kind of came as you pivoted into the new building and then have seen that growth, I'm assuming there was kind of a, a similar connection to the growth team, the, the growth of the staff team. Tell me about that. What's that look like over the time you've been here? Yeah, there was, um, you know, since, since I've been here or, or right around that time, we've hired one, two, three, four, five, six, probably half a dozen to 10 mm-hmm. full-time staff mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. You know, some mm-hmm. of that's been transition. Um, mm-hmm. Some of that has been has been new growth. And so it's been a, a large growth of our team, not only in those full-time spots, but then also in administration. Um, mm-hmm. We've had, uh, had to hire quite a few administrative assistants and, and things like that. So there's been a lot of hiring going on the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Love that. You know, onboarding staff, yeah. Um, you know, I think we, as we hire staff, I think oftentimes, at least I know I do. And, and I think there's a lot of friends who would be in a similar boat. We, we identify the, a problem area that we're looking for someone to solve. And so we're like, okay, we really need to, maybe the area has grown or like there's a part of our church that just is not going well. And so we're like, we, we really need to get some more time associated with this. And so we hire some staff and we spend all this time, effort and energy money to get them. And then they arrive and we just want them to start solving problems. Uh, right. But getting those first couple days, weeks, months can be really tough to kind of, what do we do? How do we onboard people? What does that look like for you? How have, you know, what That's would be some question. of the, or, or why is that such a tension? Maybe we'll start with the tension piece. Why is that such a tough time? Why is that such a tough place when we first have new staff arriving? Well, Rich, I know that many of your listeners have been through that transition point, and I've been through that transition point. And man, it can be such an awkward time. This moment mm-hmm. where, you know, like you said, all this time and energy and effort, money even is spent on mm-hmm. bringing this person in, and then so often those folks are just released to the wild and expected mm-hmm. to do ministry without an understanding <laughs> of really what's going on. And yes. and really, we discovered that it creates this awkwardness, this weirdness. You know, one of my staff told me this: one of the weirdest feelings is to be brought into a place with an unspoken culture and unspoken taboo and unspoken jokes and have no Mm. idea what things you're going to step on. And and we really felt that tension. We really felt that, that problem. And so our lead pastor, pastor uh, Brent looked at me 
and uh, one of my count counterparts, my coworkers, Tina uh, Blunt, and said, I, I would like for you guys to really kind of develop an onboarding. I don't know what that looks like. And so we just began mm. to dream. And, and mm. we said, you know, well, what, what would it look like if we got to come onto, you know, a great team? What would we want that to look like? What do we want people to understand? What do we mm. want their first week experience to, to look like? And so we really just began to tailor this one week experience that we call our onboarding week. Um, that that really helps resolve those problems and and sets the pace for our staff because what mm -hmm. we really want to do is we want to we want to set a healthy pattern and pace so that when they get done with that one week they feel like they can run and there are less hindrances for them. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that we've just kind of discovered is the pace that you set the first week is the pace that they're going to live by for the first year. And mm. too often oh, there good. are churches who don't set a pace. And so then they wonder why their staff are not doing what they want them to do. Well, mm -hmm. I think it's our fault. We've got to take that responsibility. Hmm. That's so good. I love that. What a great word. Hey, this pace if we, that we set at the beginning really is how they run, how they'll, you know, how they'll be a part of it. So let's pull that apart a little bit. When you think yeah. about, I don't know, well, the best way to do this, the first day, maybe even pre-first day, how, yeah. how are you setting that pace well? How are we kind of setting up this conversation in the, in the earliest moments? What's that look like? No, it's a great question. You know, some of the first things that we want to do is we want to make sure that before they get there their first day, that we have things set up for them. We don't wait mm -hmm. for them to arrive to begin to set things up. So we mm -hmm. want to make sure that we have a dedicated space. We want to make sure we communicate with them about office furniture. You know, we have a budget mm -hmm. set aside for them to get office furniture and we talk to them about <laughs> pieces that we may have already that could be adopted into the, their office. And so we set up a basic office setup for them. We make sure that we order their computers. So that means we have to communicate, hey, do you want a Mac, a PC? What do you want on it? Um, huh. And then we put together a communication binder that's ready for them on their desk. And one of the cool things that we do, and this has been communicated to us by the staff that just kind of came organically, is we kind of we kind of do some research on them. And so we find maybe their favorite song or favorite type of music, and we make sure that's playing on their computer the day that they come in their first day of work, which is wow. kind of one of those really cool things. Um, we try not to be too, too stalkerish with it, but yeah, you know, we want to yeah. make sure that, that how are that you finding out their favorite song? What do you, are you, you do like a forum ahead of time or like, what's that look like? So it, it really depends on the person. Sometimes we'll reach out to the spouse, um, who oh, okay. is, and, and we, <laughs> you know, we kind of dig into that because their spouse oftentimes loves to have, you know, they, they want, they're invested in yes. their spouse being, uh, having a great first day experience. And so we, we include them in on that. Uh, sometimes uh, we'll do a little research on social media, a little social media stalking we can find out there um, mm -hmm. because some of that stuff is listed on Facebook and other social apps. Hmm. I love it. That's so good. A little bit of research goes a, a long way. That's it a great really thing. does. It's amazing how the I, we were joking earlier. We knew we were going to head in this direction. I was talking with some friends recently about their first day experience, and I was like, "Hey, what yeah. was your worst first day experience?" It's amazing <laughs> how quickly those conversations come up, and simple stuff, yeah. even just the computer having, you know, how it's, I, so many people in that that circle were saying wow, like uh, I showed up and there was like no computer there or right. like they found a computer under a back desk somewhere and like threw it on my table. <laughs> you know, it's like some terrible thing. It's amazing how that's, that's incredible. Well, how do we go maybe beyond? So I love the physical setup stuff. I think that's right. fantastic. What are we doing to kind of drive uh, maybe a little bit deeper into what they can expect to be a, as a part of the team, as a part of, you know, what it means to be in the, a part of the, yeah, the church? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, it's, it's funny, this, this conversation that you and I've had have helped uh, what we call put, put clothes on the baby that we birthed. Sure. Um, and so we really have been able to kind of narrow down some things that we really want to 
give to people in that first week that we really want to impart to our staff. And mm-hmm. so we, we discovered four things that we really want to impart. And since I'm a preacher by nature, I, I did four <laughs> C's, you know, cause that's how yes. we work. It wasn't three. So I didn't get the whole preacher thing. In there, but um, So we really want people to walk away from that first week with a sense of culture, a sense of what am I walking okay. into? What's okay. What's taboo. We want them to yep. walk away with a sense of care. Uh, that they're more about more than what they do. We want them to walk away with a sense of competency, of an understanding of how they can be successful and a sense of course, which way do they go? Uh, so mm. ideally after that first week, they're going to feel like they can run. Now we're not going to solve everything that first week, but those four big areas are the things that we're trying to solve. And we did things intentionally unknowing beforehand yes. because you know we were just creating the baby but really yes. intentionally to kind of resolve these four issues love it so let's i, I love so first of all preacher at heart love that let's walk <laughs> through those let's talk about maybe each one of those yeah culture first um man this yeah. is such an important piece of the puzzle i love that you're saying like hey what's okay what's taboo that's an interesting way to think about it uh how, what are you doing to ensure that people are kind of onboarding with the culture no, it's a great question. Um, first of all, we think that culture is way more important than competency. In fact, mm-hmm. if you look at great organizations like Chick-fil-A, and we're associated with uh, a great supermarket down here in Florida called Publix, they do a great job mm-hmm. with this type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They Those kind of organizations say that culture trumps uh competency just every day of the week. And so, so we want to make sure that we communicate that well. And so mm-hmm. we give our pastor two hours to, to take that staff member to lunch and to walk them through <laughs> the history and the story of our church, uh, to walk them through the future vision. One of the really cool things that he does, and I don't want to spoil this for any future employees, but <laughs> one, of the, one yes. of the cool things that he does is he takes them out to a local highway right by and really begins to talk about the percentage of people driving by that are not saved, that don't know Jesus. And that's the mission of the church, just to really kind of get their eyes in the right place. And then we take 30 minutes at a time and we set them down in front of the staff that they're going to work with and allow them to hear the stories of those staff members, which Mm. is really cool. In fact, Mm. the the staff that we've onboarded have said that that is the most impactful thing that we do this week is to sit them down in front of those people. One of our staff members said it like this. He said it humanizes the staff and creates open doors for deep conversations later. Um, Mm. Another staff, I'm giving you quotes because I did my research. Another staff mm-hmm. said they, the intentional getting to know each other faster rather than hoping it occurs over time. And, and so it's, it's this intentionality mm-hmm. of saying, hey, listen, we're going to plug you into relationships because those relationships will communicate culture. And as part of those 30 minute stories, what we tell our staff is tell them why you love working at Arise. Uh, because mm. oftentimes the why somebody loves working at Arise surrounds the culture and it surrounds the mission success. That's why people love working at it. So um, we, when we allow our staff to communicate that, it just, it just man, it increases the, the impact of our culture. And then we wow. do simple things like reviewing core values and proverbs mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and then we do a couple of really cool things. Uh, we do, and, and this is going to sound a little funny, but we do a truth or dare lunch with our staff. Okay. Truth yeah. or dare lunch. Uh, it, things it get is. spicy right off the top. <laughs> they do. They do. We do that the last day of that week, but um, okay. we really do that to, to allow some authenticity there and to mm. really open up the door. What we've done at the beginning of the week is our staff has been authentic with this, with this new staff person. Mm. And then at the end of the week, it's really their opportunity to be authentic back. And man, when, when they walk out of that moment, they walk out of that moment not feeling like they're an outsider, but now all of a sudden they're an insider because okay. now they're yeah. inside jokes that we all have together. 
And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's not just about, well, I'm trying to find my way to fit into this team. Now I fit because I have mm-hmm. inside jokes with them. Uh, and, and then the last thing in this culture comp- component that we do is we have a document that's called our last day at Arise document where we ask hmm. them to fill that out. And then their last mm-hmm. day of that week, uh, they check in with their direct up and they go through that document. And what that document does is it really helps them to intentionally think about how they will be known at Arise, what they're going to be known oh, for, wow. who they're going to be. Uh, because huh. when we when we start at the end and we build a culture looking at the end, we can be intentional about that. So if I say I want to wow. be somebody who's kind, who that when the st- when I lead the staff say I was always listening to them, that empowers me to now be a listener. And so we want to be really intentional about allowing those folks to really kind of create their own path in our organization and really build those strengths. Oh, I I love this. Now you gave me a sneak peek at this document. Would you, would it be okay with you if we included this in the show notes for people? I I think this, uh, you know, to be honest, friends, this is one of those things. You should just rip this thing off. It's a word yep. doc and you should put your <laughs> church name into it. Yep. Uh, if, if we, if that's okay, Ken. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, this would be a great thing for even to kick off the new year as a staff team and say, let's actually think about this. Uh, and then, and then let's build it into our onboarding. I, I just love that. That's so well, and, good. I can imagine that those doc, that's a powerful moment for people as they think. It is. Through. And, and if I can just encourage your listeners, um, mm-hmm. don't leave it there. Don't just let people fill it out, but talk about it. Um, mm. because with the talking about it comes accountability. Because yes. then that can bring back conversations of, hey, man, this, I know this is how you said you want to be perceived and this is who you want to be to people. Let me help you with that. Let me help you mm-hmm. become that person. Um, but it becomes really kind of this powerful moment. And I know for me, it becomes a powerful reminder of who I'm trying to be when now people have come back to me and they've said that I am those things. That, mm. that, oh, you know, that's we've so had good. some staff leave and they said, you know, I love Pastor Ken because this is who he is. And when I look back at that document, it matches. And man, mm-hmm. that just that just lights my world because that means that the person that God put on my heart to become that I'm becoming shows me a big win. So mm, I love that. The um, friends again, what a great resource! That's that's so fantastic. You want to get that in our show notes for sure. So you said culture. The second you said was care. Talk, talk yeah. to us about that. What? How, how are you showing care uh, for your team as they arrive? Absolutely. The the first thing that we want to do is we want to make sure there are gifts there. We want to we want okay. to be known as a generous staff, and we want mm-hmm. them to understand that there's a generosity that comes with working here. That we're going to be generous to each other. So mm-hmm. we we buy them a book to read, but it's not a book we want them to read. We mm-hmm. once again do our research and find out who their author is, their favorite author, and we buy them a book that they would care about. We buy them their favorite cereal. Why? Because cereals, <laughs> it's, it sounds weird, but there's little mind intentionality. Cereal is what we eat at the beginning of the day. And so we buy them uh, okay. cereal because it's the beginning of their journey with us. Oh, um, uh, cool. And so it. just kind of one of those things. Then we buy them a coffee gift card or a favorite restaurant gift card, something that's going to light their fire. Because what we also want them to know is you're about more than what you just do here in the office. We want you mm. to have moments of care outside of the office, moments where you can just take care of your family, where you can go and you can be apart from us. It's not just about what you do here. Um, mm. We also, we, we schedule with this clear understanding for us, Fridays and Saturdays are day off. And so their first mm. week, um, we have a s- literal schedule of every 30 minutes or 15 minutes that they spend with us for their wow. first week that I, I right. create for every staff wow. member that we onboard. Um, and on Friday and Saturday, we clearly put off, do not come into the office. Um, <laughs> we do not want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. And and that's really the goal because we want to create this habit of sa- yeah, uh, Sabbath. Good. 
for them. We want them to understand that they're more, they're about more than what they do for us. They're a person and and we want them to feel cared for. Every day we have lunch with them. One of the most awkward things I found, Rich, is when I'm going to a new place, what do I do for lunch? You know, Mm. do I bring my lunch? Am I I supposed to have lunch? So I let them know up front, hey, don't bring Mm. your lunch all week. We have lunch plans for you. Lunch is on the church. It's on us. And we're going to strategically send them with different people so that they can build those relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. So it may be their direct reports. It may be their direct ups. Uh, uh, The first day I said it was the pastor. And so we we send Mm. them with different folks each day. uh, And it really kind of builds culture around these lunch breaks, these times off. Um, One of the cool things that one of my staff told me is he said, it helped me to understand the culture of lunch because nobody was looking at their watch trying to rush back. And we don't have that kind of culture for us. We're not demanding Mm -hmm. people be back at one. Um, mm-hmm. and so it helped him to understand what was expected of him in that, in that lunch hour and which mm-hmm. was really cool. And so some Love of that's it. just caught. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I do at least two check-in appointments, uh, 15 to 30 minutes. Usually one is at the end of the first day. Uh, mm-hmm. and then usually one at the end of the week where I ask, okay, how you doing? You're drinking from a fire hose. Are you okay? Yes. What yes. do you have questions about? And just, to, just to check in mm-hmm. with them. I love it. Ken, I love being challenged by leaders like you. I, I thought we were doing a good job with our first day staff, having the first day organized moment by moment. <laughs> I love that that first week. And you know, we've received for friends that are listening, I think that's crazy. But I, I can tell you, uh, we got I've got so much positive feedback from people say, listen, I just love the fact that you've gone out of the way to ensure that my because people don't know what to do. They show up and yep. they're they're excited. It's overwhelming because you've been yep. given them a whole area that's like go solve the problems, and it, it feels like you know take on the world, change the world because that's what they've you know they've bought into the vision yeah. of the church, but they don't know where to start. And and the fact that you block that out for an entire week is is so good. Well, and here's so one of the other things that d- does and leading into this idea of competency, Rich, is yep. we don't let them solve problems that first week. I don't want oh, okay. them solving any Tell problems. Tell me about that. that yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, because I want them to learn how to solve problems in our context. Mm, you know, too good. often, if they're going to come in and try to solve problems in the way that they've always solved them, they're going to run into mm. cultural uh, cultural issues and cultural conflicts. Mm. And so I, I want them to, to be prepared. I want them to soak it all in. So we don't necessarily give them any problems to solve that first week. In fact, their right. first Sunday with us, we tell them, come and observe, come and shadow. Mm. We, we mm-hmm. tell them, we're, you're not going to open the building. You're not going mm-hmm. to run a meeting. You're going to come mm-hmm. and watch. Uh, mm-hmm. We really follow this training, this John Maxwell of idea, idea of I do and you watch, then we do together, mm-hmm. then you do and I watch, and then you can do. Um, mm-hmm. We want to ex- uh, intentionally expose people to teamwork, which is going to accelerate their culture. Uh, so th- that's, that's so one of the competency things that we do. Um, and really what we found is while it may seem that it slows their competency process or their ability to input into the organization, that's actually not true. What it mm. does is it accelerates their ability to input into the organization because right. they, they're almost like that horse in the gate that is just <laughs> chomping at the bit ready to go. Sure. And you're keeping them in the gate and tell them, hey, listen, this is all how all the horses run. And so, yes. man, when we let them go, they're ready to go, but they're also ready to go in the right direction. And, oh, and they're running that. really fast. And so we found that it's actually better to do it this way than just to try to release somebody. Because oftentimes when you just release somebody, they don't even know which direction to go. Um, so and I've true. been there before. You know, you walk yeah. in and you're like, okay, you want me to solve this problem, but I don't even know what caused the problem. I don't know anything. Um, so it's it's just one of those things that we really want to be intentional about. And then we also I give them a, a really clear job description. 
Okay, and, yep. and within that, and I've given you an example of this as well, mm-hmm, actually my job mm-hmm. script, um, but mm-hmm. we want to clearly define wins because we want them to be able to celebrate when they're successful. And, right. and that way they know when they're accomplishing what we've asked them to do. And we tell them mm-hmm. up front that that job description is always maneuverable. We're going to add and subtract to it uh, in our annual reviews and things like that. But Love it. Um, we want them to understand clearly how they can be successful at our organization. Okay. So I want to ask you a bit of a meta question. So it's okay. like, uh, so we, you know, you started with culture, then care, then competency, then course. I think a lot of us would have those in reverse order. We would start mm-hmm. with like, and I've, I've done this, I've done this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm confess. this is, uh, you're my pastor. I'm confessing to you. It's like, <laughs> here are the 48 buckets that are on fire. Can you just solve this now? Yeah. Um, but you've taken a, an approach like, no, no, slow down. And let's learn who we are first. Is that on purpose? Is that it is. is that is and and because you've back end loaded the the kind of yeah. what I'll call the job responsibilities piece. Talk to me a little bit about that. The temptation that we have as pastors, because oftentimes when we have this gap that we want to hire for, the temptation mm-hmm. that we have is to plug that person in right away and to get mm-hmm. them to do it because we're stressed and we're overloaded. And yeah. what happens there when we become all business about bringing someone in, the person gets lost. And we have to go back to this core of we are in the people business, not not even the ministry business. We're in the people business. And so each person that we bring in is a person with a gift and a calling and a future that we are being handed by God as stewards to steward that forward. And so mm. we're taking this really intentional uh intentional time out to really kind of create these moments for people to, to be people and to find their mm-hmm. future. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of goes back to this last day to rise. I mean, what, what organization really asks somebody? And the last question on there is what are you leaving a rise to do? You know, yes. what organization asks somebody on their first day, Hey, what no, are you going to so leave good. us to do? Yes. <laughs> but, but we realize <laughs> that folks will leave us and that's okay. They're, yeah, but that's the goal totally is fine. that they not leave the kingdom. We want them to keep going in the kingdom. And man, we want them to exceed us. We want them to do better than us. We want them to plant churches that grow bigger than us um, Mm -hmm. because we're about the kingdom. And so that means we've got to be about the people first. And that starts with Mm -hmm. our staff. And here's one of the things that the last thing I'll say to this. Oftentimes, when we forget our staff and we pursue the business in place of our staff, it is symbolic of what we're going to be doing and what we are doing with our people. That we're pursuing mm. numbers and we're pursuing yeah. digits That's as so opposed true. to people. And and really, we've got to check our hearts and get back to the foundation so of true. this that says, I'm going to care about people. And because mm. I care about people, God will bless me with those numbers because mm. God blesses us when we take care of the little things. And really, those things right now are not things, they're people. And we've got to yeah. take care of them. That's so true. No, that's so true. That is so true. Love it, love it, love it. Now, the last uh, competency and course, help us yeah. understand those two. What uh, What's the nuance between between those two? Help me understand so, uh, the difference there. Sure. Competency is just kind of, uh, you know, this, this, how I do my job, my role mm-hmm. for, for course, it's this idea of which, which way do I go? Um, one mm. of my staff members that I talked to about this, he said, it's like, uh, the church and, and the staff, the pastors putting our hands on the shoulders of a new employee and kind of telling them, this is the way, you know, to quote mm. the mouse guy, you know, this is the <laughs> way. Um, yes. <laughs> and so the employee doesn't really have to invent their own path. Rather right. the path is laid out for them. 
And mm -hmm. so I create this binder that they receive on their first day. It's got a welcome letter. It's got that calendar of their first week. We give them important contact information. How many staff, how many jobs have you gone to where you don't even know how to reach out to the other pastors or you're, oh, you're so running true. through your phone? And, hey, hey, what's your phone number? You know, yes. that's the last yes. thing that we want to have to have happen. You know, we, yeah. we want to give them that information. We want to pre-think about what they need. Uh, we give them core values and leadership proverbs. We give them their budget. How much money can I spend? You know, that's the question. Mm -hmm. Employee handbook, that last day to rise worksheet. And, and one of the things that, you know, we're, we're still growing, man. We haven't perfected this process and we're going to get better. And in my meetings with people getting ready for this, that's one of the things that I asked, how can we do this better? And one of the, mm -hmm. one of the guys told me, he said, man, provide some kind of FAQ some kind of fact sheet. Mm. Oh, you know, that's good. He said, there's, there's little things that I just didn't know. I didn't know that we had free Cokes in the fridge. I didn't know where the <laughs> snacks were. Who are those um, Cokes? Whose yeah. Cokes are those? Right. You don't want to take the senior pastor's Cokes. You, know, right. you don't want to do that. <laughs> right. I didn't know where the bathrooms were, you know, yes. and yes. it's just simple things like that. And so that's even going to be one of those things that as we're getting ready to onboard new staff, we're going to be adding into there just some simple FAQs um, that just to Love answer it. some simple questions that people would have. Uh, and Love it. make sure that those folks get to meet with their direct ops. Yeah, it's so good. This is so good. Can you give us a sense of, this is kind of related, yeah. but a, a sense of what your staff rhythms are once people start. So are you doing like monthly one-on-ones? What does your kind of all yeah. staff meeting process look like? What are, do you do annual goals? That kind of stuff. How does all that plug into this kind of <clears throat> onboarding process? What's that look like? So weekly we have uh, what we call an executive team meeting, which is all of our mm -hmm. location pastors and myself and our other executive. Uh, so weekly we'll have that and then we'll break out from there into staff meetings with each location. And so mm -hmm. weekly we have a staff meeting with each each location. And then no less than bi-weekly, um, we'll have individual one-on-ones with our staff. And so, okay. yep. uh, you know, we try to meet regularly and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, this is a whole nother show into itself, but man, <laughs> that, that care piece does not stop at the onboarding because, um, I'll have an hour one-on-one -on -one meeting and the first 30 minutes is about them. It's not about right. me and it's not about what I need from you. It's mm -hmm, about you. Mm -hmm, it's about your wife. Mm -hmm. It's about your kids. It's about how you're adjusting. It's about whether or not you need to buy a house. It's it's about you. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's that's kind love of it. the rhythm that we have. And then annual love reviews. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then annual reviews. That's great. The I love that. That's a that's a great insight. One of the things I've said in my one on ones is, yeah, that isn't the place for me to assign work <laughs> to you. If if we'll do that, and usually we do that in a team environment, or right. there's other other areas where hey, we're talking about that. This is really a place where I'm here to be a coach to you. I'm here right. to help you. What you know? What what are the areas that you feel stuck or blocked that we can help you get unstuck? Um, it's it's not about me. If if you walk out of this meeting with a pile of to dos, I'm not doing my job right. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's fantastic. This is so great. Now you've provided a number of documents. Let's kind of talk through yeah. those a little bit. So you've got a, a day one schedule example, yep. uh, anything you want to kind of talk through that and give it a sense of what that, what that document's about. So literally, like I said, we schedule out every 15 minutes and, and that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that there's something in every block, but you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're blocked with spaces in between. And then, and yep. then we also make sure to schedule in breaks. Um, we tell mm -hmm. people up front that they're going to be drinking through a fire hose. Um, yes. but you know, it's, it, we want to schedule in breaks for them as well. But 
uh, our staff have told us that literally that, that coming in on, on a first day, not knowing what to do, and then having a book handed to you that tells you everything that you're going to do for the first week is so relieving for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And we give them moments where they can set up their office and do those normal first week things. But uh, it's so relieving not to have to try to figure out what you're supposed to do that first week. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a lot of work on my on my end up front and, and really kind of coordinating all that. But man, it's worth it because they have a, a real good sense of what they're doing. No, it's, yeah, that's so good. I love that. And, you know, when you think about on the work side, man, it's the church is investing a lot of, yeah. lot of money, frankly, in hiring these new staff. And, and we all know that like, that's a, you know, it's a huge investment. We want to make sure that we leverage yeah. it well. You've provided a table of contents of a, do- yeah. of a, a binder that you give to them. Can you yeah. talk this through the binder a little bit? What is that tool? Um, yeah. you know, how does it all fit into this as well? Yeah, we talked about that in the little course section and it's, mm-hmm. it's that binder that really kind of guides them the first week. And so, it, yep. you know, I, I wanted to give that to you for your listeners so that they can have yep. some ideas of, of things yep. that they can put in there. Um, you, you know, you guys are going to have to create your own stuff. You know, I can't give you mm-hmm. your employees <laughs> cell phone numbers or anything yes. like that, but, um, th- <laughs> those are the things that we try to provide for them. And, uh, yeah, man, love it. I, we're always looking to grow that thing. And so if anybody has any creative ideas of things that we can put in there, we'd love to hear it because we're always trying to make sure that we provide better for our staff. Love it. This is so good. I, uh, I really appreciate uh, yeah. your, uh, help here. This is really, Absolutely. I think, gold standard on, on, you know, onboarding new staff. So you've just done us a huge favor by providing some great coaching here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us just as we wrap up today's episode? There is. Um, we, we've done something twice that we just kind of stumbled on um, mm-hmm. where, where we actually paid for our last two full-time staff members to come on to have a week off. Um, so, so we brought them on uh, payroll and we oh, started in between their, payroll, their, their last in job, between and their last yeah, job yeah. and this job. And yes, um, what we found is that that really gives our employees just this really moment to, to have a fresh start, to turn their right. head and yes, it costs, but we're, we're looking at, you know, our staff are our most valuable resource, not our building, mm-hmm. our staff. And mm-hmm. I, I, we want longevity. Man, I've heard horror stories of churches who don't allow a staff to take a vacation for a year uh, yeah. when they get on and things like that. And staff leaving one church on Sunday and starting their next church on Monday or on Wednesday. And man, this is so unhealthy. Uh, yeah. It's not healthy. They can't they can't shift their mind or turn their mind to to what you're mm-hmm. asking them to do. They're still recovering and reeling from the the trauma of leaving a place Mm. and the grief sometimes of being pulled away from a place and missing people, different things like that. And we've got to, we've got to steward people better than that. We need to give them some time. And, you know, I think this is something that we're going to continue going forward because both those staff members have really said that, that, um, that gives them that opportunity to reset. And it's just one of the healthiest things that they were able to do. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Ken, this has been so helpful. I am just so honored that you took some time out to not only pull this together, but then help us uh, think through these issues. Uh, I want to make sure people track with Arise and and, uh, plug in with the church and and follow along with you guys. Yeah. Uh, Where do we want to send them online to connect with uh, either you or the church? So I am not big on social media. Our church is so that you can find <laughs> us, uh, Myra or Rise Church at Brandon uh, online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also email me, uh, 
Ken at MyRiceChurch.com. Pretty easy to find. The website's MyRiceChurch.com. I'd love to, to hear from any of them and love to hear more ideas on what we can do better. Love it. Thanks so much, Ken. Appreciate you being here today. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by Unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.